And so that day, I told my friend who was sitting next to me, I'm going to drop out. And then I went to the office and I dropped out. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. So our podcast guest is Miss Julie Kim. We've actually known each other since high school, but it's really nice to see how far she's come. So Julie Kim is the founder of Julie Kim Consulting. She helps middle school and high school students get accepted into their dream colleges, and she helps people find what they want to do with their lives, which is really similar to what I like to talk about. So I'm excited to have her here. So Julie, can we start with your story? How did you even find this passion of like helping others find their path? Yeah, so when I was in high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And parents would say things like, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I saw my friends doing the same. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was my only path. Mm -hmm. And so as I started to mentor um, middle and high school students, I wanted to do the same for them. I didn't want them to follow what's traditional, Mm -hmm. but have them explore their options Mm -hmm. and help them find their passion. Because I think our society says, you know, finding passion is really hard, Mm -hmm. but I think it's always possible and everyone is born with the gift. And so I want to be able to help my high school students find that. Yeah. So what was your struggle though? Can you lead us through, I guess, your college career? Yeah. So after high school, um, I couldn't attend the university that I got accepted into because we didn't have citizenship back then. So my parents oh, couldn't... so you got accepted, but you couldn't go. Yeah. Did you know that you couldn't go yeah. when you applied? Yeah. And so I don't know if you know in high school, I probably don't, but my close friends would ask like, oh, where are you going? And mm. I would just say, oh, I don't know yet, even mm-hmm. though I knew I got accepted. Oh, yeah. So that must be hard. It was really yeah. hard. And I would tell my parents like, why can't I go? Like everyone else is going to college. I studied hard. I did everything, but why can't I go? So I was Mm -hmm. really frustrated at that time. And so I had to attend community college for a little bit Mm -hmm. um, while the the immigration stuff was being completed. Yeah. And so after that, I got accepted into UCLA Mm -hmm. and I studied business economics because again, that seemed like the right thing to do. Right. And my first econ class, my first calculus class, I absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I doing here? Why am I solving calculus problems day in and day out? And why am I never able to explore my -hmm. passion and interest? And so that day, I told my friend who was sitting next to me, I'm going to drop out. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the office and I dropped out. Immediately, you you didn't even consider switching majors. You're just like, what made you, (laughs) yeah, what made you decide dropping out was the answer? Because I didn't have clarity mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I liked or what I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I was just really fed up with the societal norms. Yeah. So I needed to stop everything, pause everything and think through what is it that I really want to do and learn. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out and for that 
year I just explored. I Mm -hmm. tutored a lot of students. I worked. I made money. I read a lot of books. And after that, I re-entered USC to study business. And the school appealed to me because they teach you practical skills in Mm -hmm. life. And they teach you how to communicate, present, network. And during that time, I also found my passion for education. And so it really shows that everything sort of happens for a reason. And one thing led to another and another. Mm -hmm. And then after USC, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Harvard for education school. Um, That's where I belong. That's what I want to study. And I'm so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up going there and studied what I really loved. That's amazing. You make it sound so easy in hindsight. (laughs) Like I dropped out, then I went back to school, (laughs) then I went to Harvard and that's it. You you make it sound easy, but what were the hard parts that you had to overcome? Obviously your family probably didn't agree with that. Like what were the challenges? Yeah, so some of my challenges were I had to act like everything was okay to my family because Mm -hmm. if I showed that I was struggling, then they would say, oh, see, you know, this is so hard. And even to my closest friends, I would not tell them about how hard it was, Mm -hmm. how I study for GREs um, during the weekends or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I, it was the hardest part was keeping it to myself Mm -hmm. and internalizing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't really like share with anyone the struggles. You just, no. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I think when my friends or close people around me see me, they think, oh, wow, Julie, you're doing so well. Mm-hmm. And people think getting there is really easy, yeah. but it really requires a lot of, you know, dedication and persistence and mm-hmm. and swallowing in a lot of hard times. Yeah. But now as I am nearing my 30s, like yeah. now I'm trying to articulate my feelings and thoughts to others and really open up because you just get a different perspective from others too yeah totally so what you teach now and the advice you give to like high school middle school students is it based on your life experience like what you've done to get into these schools it's a combination of both I talk about my experiences as well Mm -hmm. but I also do a lot of self-help so I read a lot of books Mm -hmm. I I'm in a lot of coaching programs, yeah. and so I really want to be able to help students fixate their mindset, mm-hmm. because most of the time, they'll come to me and say, Julie, I have a B, I have a C, and most of the time, it's because they they think they're not good enough. Mm. It's never about that you're stupid or yeah. that you're, you're a C student. Mm-hmm. They label themselves that way because that's how her, you know, their friends perceives them or their right. family perceives them. Yeah. But that's really far from the truth. And mm-hmm. I tell them, no, you're not a B student. You're not a C student. That's an identity yeah. you created for yourself. Yeah. And so I go through how you should change your mindset, how mm-hmm. you should change your thoughts, and how you should change your feelings yeah. because they end up becoming your actions. Yes. And so it's a combination of both, I would say, mm-hmm. but I really emphasize how finding your passion is your number one priority. Oh, yeah. yeah. And is that something that you had to learn, like changing your mindset about your identity when you were going through like you know the college stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I always thought that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't smart enough or I mm-hmm. wasn't popular enough. And and during high school years, that was the worst. And in high school, I also suffer from like my image. I was mm-hmm. categorized as overweight. You're and not overweight. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the hospital yeah. and they said that my neck was getting really bad because I was getting bigger. Oh. And so I was, I'm really short mm-hmm. and I was pretty big in high school. 
And a lot of people don't know that because I was always wearing sweaters and hoodies. I see. Yeah. So yeah. people are like, Julie, really? You were really yeah. like fat? And I'm like, yeah, I really was. Mm-hmm. And so, so I had to change that identity too. And mm-hmm. I have to start from loving myself mm-hmm. and just being okay with who I am. And, yeah. and I really try to deliver that to my students, especially yeah. because they're younger, right? Yes. Now we're old, and so we have self-help books. We could do mm-hmm. whatever we want if we feel the need to. We could go see a therapist or whatever. But high school students don't have the capacity and clarity yeah. to do so. Yeah. So, like, when I think back at high school, I think we – I had no idea what self-help was. Right. All that stuff about your thoughts create your actions, like, I had no idea. Right. And when you bring that up about kids thinking that, oh, I'm a B student or I'm a C student – that happens. It's very, very common. And then once you start thinking that, then you just create that same reality, like through your whole school career. And yeah. it shapes someone's life so much. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say are some tricks or tips that you teach people to kind of like break through those limiting beliefs? So one of the things that I work on very in the very beginning is I want to make sure that their thoughts are not creating their feelings Mm -hmm. and then their actions that's my number one because if I'm giving them practical strategies on how to study how to do well how to get accepted into all of these great colleges Mm -hmm. but their thoughts are very much negative or degrading then it's not going to work out so we do the model and it's actually by Brooke Castillo okay yeah so we go through the model okay break down this model so I'm not an expert, but yeah. um, I really follow Bricasio's okay. uh, teachings. And so she says that in life, we always have a circumstance. And those are things that we cannot control. Mm-hmm. And based on the circumstance, which is always a fact, we create a thought about it. So the thought could be positive or a thought could be negative. But most of the time, we take it to extreme. We mm-hmm. create drama. So we start to think those thoughts over and over and over again and those in turn result in feeling Mm -hmm. so you start to feel less worthy you start to feel not good enough Mm -hmm. and so those things will repeat over and over again so feelings create actions which is if you're feeling not good enough you're not going to come home and organize your agenda and start studying yeah you're not going to try to discover what you really want to do because you already feel not good enough so Mm -hmm. why would you do that Yeah, like what's the point in trying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then after the actions, so whatever action you do, that ends up becoming your circumstance Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. So it's a cycle over and over again. Yeah. So I go through that model with my students who, after asking some series of questions, you know, why are you getting those fees? What's going on? Let's talk through it. As soon as I notice a negative thought, we go through that model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I use it for myself as well. Yeah. And so that's one of, and it's really simple. It's free. And you can journal it yourself too, just knowing these questions. Right. Yeah. So I, sometimes I have my students just journal it out. So Mm -hmm. C-T-F-A-R. Okay. So what is your circumstance? I got to be on my test. What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Write it down. So we go through that model together and then we can start implementing practical strategies on Mm -hmm. how to study because everyone is smart. Everyone is gifted. I really believe so. So once I give them the strategies with that clear canvas, Mm -hmm. then it's really, it's really, really effective. And I've seen students get better grades and they tell me, you're right. I'm not a B student. I'm not a C student. I'm not ugly. I love that. That's so awesome. You also say you like helping people find their passions and what they're good at. How do you go about helping them find that? Yeah. So Usually they say that passion comes from series of interests. So Mm -hmm. um, they have examples of Julia Child where she didn't just one day become, you know, 
a chef bringing French food and cuisine to America, it took her many, many series of events to mm-hmm. get to that point. So I have my middle and high school students explore. Mm-hmm. I have them try out an art class through Skillshare. I have them volunteer at a soup kitchen, not for college, but for experiencing yeah, what for it's themselves. like. Yeah. I have them take hip-hop classes, mm-hmm. but they were always afraid to because they would say, what are you going to do with that? With, you know, mm-hmm. or Is that going to be useful for college? Yeah. So I have them do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And if they do like reading, yeah. um, I recommend them books. But most of them don't like reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also actually give them a lot of YouTube clips. Oh, and yeah. I also like share you too. Oh, thank you. And so a couple of my girl students, female mm-hmm. students, they watch you. And they're like, oh. it was so inspiring. So I think a lot of exposure to different fields. Yeah. Um, hands-on is always good because I don't want them to just stay at home and think okay when is passion going to come to me it Mm -hmm. doesn't work that way you have to go out there you have to try it explore experience exactly so experiencing it so Mm -hmm. that's how we get to a point of okay Julie I'm really interested in this now Mm -hmm. how can we take this further yeah I love that so much because I think it's important to like find your passions earlier like I mean it's it's better because when yeah. I also went through a phase of life where when I graduated from college, I'm like, okay, now what do I do? And I had to go out and try all these different things. And I wish I was able to try those earlier in a way. Yeah. I think kind of the mindset you had, I had the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to do this for college and ASB for college and this extracurricular right. looks good for right. Like, everything is just to achieve and like get that goal. But it shouldn't be about that, especially when you're young. No. You should no. go out and explore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes parents say, well, why do we, Why is it that we have to do this now, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't we do this in college or later? Mm-hmm. And I ask, like, why can't we do it now? Yeah, there's no reason right? to. And so, and it, like, actually looks better on college because yeah. they see that you only do things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And they like that even more now. Yeah. So if you're going to... I mean, might as well spend time on it. Do it because you love it. Exactly. I love that. So let's talk about college admissions because I know each year it gets harder and harder for students to get accepted. And it's a it's a complex topic and it's it's huge. So what is your opinion on it? What should students be thinking now? How should they prepare? Right. So. Most of the time, students and parents come to me to get into Ivy Leagues mm-hmm. and or the top 50 schools like USC, UCLA, and such. And it's really competitive. <laughs> Super competitive. <laughs> so yeah. like Harvard and those top schools would be 5%, 6%. Mm-hmm. And we, we usually say it's like nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. And so what I see from that pattern is if everyone is doing the same thing, how are you going to be able to really show who you are? If mm-hmm. you're following the trend, then, you know, how are they really going to know you, mm-hmm. right? And so the way that I approach this competitive industry is, again, going back to show them that you're different because you follow what's true to you mm-hmm. and you only do things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. So I created a concept or a project called Passion Project, mm-hmm. and all of my high school students work on it, and they do things that they love. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I had a high school student, he created a five-day summer camp for middle school and elementary school students who don't have access to 
how to break down a computer, how to code mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. And so he was directly making an impact yeah. in their community. In something that he's interested in. And he absolutely yeah. loved it. They, oh, they sent awesome. their recording over and I was like, oh my gosh, you are a better teacher than like some of my past teachers. Yeah. Yeah. And he was alive. He was excited. So, I love that so much. Yeah. And it's only five days. You do what you love. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, so many volunteers, like teachers and administrators mm-hmm. came to him and said, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I have a student who she created a website for teens to write about political issues. Mm-hmm. So she created a website. Yeah. And she has an Instagram account. It's like running a business oh, almost. Yeah. yeah. And she's doing that. Yeah. So they're writing about vulnerable topics, mm-hmm. women inequality. She's Indian, so she, they talk about colored woman issues mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so yeah. that's what she wrote in her application this season. Yeah. And we linked her website, we linked her Instagram. It's just amazing. So, because I actually have a friend who reads through USC applicants, and oh, she's okay. saying, like, this year, all the kids are like, have their own business. They have, like, mm. they're so established, so much more than when we were, like, applying for college. Right. So, I want to pinpoint that you like to have them do something that makes them come alive, something yeah. that they're genuinely interested in. I think everyone in the world should find that thing that they can work on and be super proud of yeah and to be able to do that when you're young obviously that's going to appeal to like college admissions people yeah yeah and along that way they're gonna fail they're Mm -hmm. gonna come across roadblocks and I'm and I say good yeah you're gonna learn something nothing is perfect and so I think it also builds up their character Mm -hmm. which colleges look at and just you know, when you go to college and after you graduate, it's the same thing. People are attracted by your character, mm-hmm. not by, you know, what's on your resume. Yeah. Right. Are there any college admissions myths that you like to bust, like common misconceptions and things like that? I think number one is having a lot of volunteering hours. So okay. they would travel to Africa or Haiti or, you know, other countries where they're still developing and parents still ask me these questions. I get them at least once a month. Do we need to travel somewhere? Do we need to do something really crazy? Like, how can we stand out? And now colleges, you know, when they do college admission reviewers, when Mm -hmm. they do um, interviews, they say things like, no, just make an impact in your local community. Yeah, you don't have to go far. (laughs) You don't have to go to Africa to do something. Yeah, and in 2016, Harvard Graduate School of Education, Mm -hmm. they released their report. It's called Turning the Tide. And... What their report says is, let's stop this. Mm. Let's, and so that's why Yale, many other Ivy League colleges, they added an essay prompt that asks, what are you doing for your community? Mm. And so they want to stop this madness. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, there's so much competition. That is so interesting that that became like a common thing that people are doing yeah. for college. Yeah, so I just, that's definitely a myth. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing it because you're so passionate about it, by all means. Yeah, great. But if you're doing it for the sake of trying to stand out, mm-hmm. that's not something that we want. Because that's become another trend that you said, like, don't jump on a trend. Yeah. Because you're not going to be different. Yeah. And that's applicable to like our life in general. It is very true. Wow, that's so interesting. You also talk about why everyone shouldn't chase after those popular colleges. Can you talk about why? Yeah, so it goes back to my story, UCLA. So I just wanted to go there because it was nearby. It was Mm -hmm. really famous and prestigious. Good name. Beautiful campus. (laughs) I was literally attracted because of the name. Mm -hmm. And a lot of high school students are like that. I asked, oh, why do you want to apply to UPenn Wharton? And they said, well, 
it's you, Penn Wharton. Yeah. And I say, how is it a good fit for you? And they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. So I really believe that if you find what you want to do, and it doesn't have to be a complete passion, even mm-hmm. if you know what you want to do, even just a little bit, and you know what your gifts are, mm-hmm. you want to use that to find a good fit for your college. Mm-hmm. So once I found that out, I thought, okay, USC is perfect for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I looked at their class selections. I looked at what they offer. I looked at that they also have an education minor. And mm-hmm. so it worked out for me really well, and it was really close to home. Mm-hmm. So that is a perfect definition of, your dream college. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so you said you looked at the classes. What are some other things that people can look at to determine which college to pick? Because it can be hard. Like, how do you know you're going to fit? Right. So you want to first start off with where your GPA and SAT scores are. Mm-hmm. And based on that, you can narrow down, okay, realistically speaking, this mm-hmm. is the list of colleges that accept students within this GPA and SAT scores. Mm-hmm. And then with that, you want to look into... You want to go into the school's website, really, as yeah. for the first step, yeah. and check out what is their mission. It's not about the classes, because classes tend to be very similar yeah. most of the time, except for a few. So you want to take a look at what is their mission, what is their value. And so, for example, like NYU, they really want students to travel all over the world. It's mm-hmm. a very international-based school. Mm-hmm. And so if you're all about that, then you can start looking into that. So the first steps are to look at the website and check it out and see the overall feel. Right. And after that, you can start reaching out to professors to ask specific questions. And a lot of my students actually communicate with the professors. Mm -hmm. So they go back and forth saying, oh, you know, I'm really interested in this. Would you be able to speak with me for 10 minutes, 15 minutes on Skype? And some professors are so nice. Wow. Yeah. And so they get on a quick Even before they get admitted. Yeah. Even before they get admitted. And a lot of students are scared to do that because they think, oh, what if they don't respond? Well, why don't you try? Right. Exactly. And if they say no, then you're right where you started. Like you don't lose anything. You don't lose anything. You just feel a little... Uh, that's a good tip. Yeah. Because I didn't even think that you could reach out to professors, even, especially if you're, you're not a student. Yeah. But great tip. Yeah. yeah. But you just want to make sure that the emails are written in a very professional way. Yes. You know, you don't want to just say, give me some info here, right? Yeah, totally. So you could do that. And then you could also visit the schools. Mm-hmm. And one of the tips that I really love is when you visit the schools, obviously you're going to go through the campus tours and everything but Mm -hmm. what I really like is actually talking to that current student Mm -hmm. so I have my students list out three people that they're going to interview okay and they take their phone with them and they say oh do you mind if I record our conversation just it's just going to be for me Mm -hmm. etc and so you ask questions you know how is it like here what do you like what do you not like Mm -hmm. that's really important because we always focus on what we like yes and you know what made you apply here what were your reasons Mm -hmm. and so that also gives you a couple of evidences to work with Oh, that's very interesting. Cool. Yeah. So a lot of teens are super busy and you say, yeah, it's important to find your passion. So say they're working on exploring, but they also have all of these like homework, essays to write, finals. So how do you juggle all the responsibilities? What are your tips? Right. So I always say quality over quantity. And so when you're exploring, you don't want to explore so many at once. So maybe you could say, okay, October, I love drawing, so let me try that out. Mm -hmm. In November, you know, if I do like it, let me continue that. So when when it comes to exploring your interests, you just want to do one at a time. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, obviously, you have other obligations, which basically is studying for exams and quizzes and tests. And so I teach my uh, time management skills as well. So make sure that you plan ahead. For example, when there's a test coming up, Mm -hmm. I tell them, you need to plan it out in your planner mm-hmm. and make sure you know exactly what you're doing every day and give yourself four days to study before you go ahead and take the test. And yeah. this really applies to college students as well. Yeah, totally. It's just that 
we don't, you know, plan we don't ahead. Plan ahead. <laughs> That's well, what, yeah. yeah, I mean, how do you plan ahead? Like, do you plan like what you study on each day? How specific do you get? It has to be as specific as possible okay. so that when you sit down on your desk, you're not mm-hmm. thinking, all right, what do I need to study? Yeah. That should have been done during your planning time. Uh, so, yeah. for example, Monday, let's say there's a biology test on mm-hmm. Friday, then I need to start studying on Monday because mm-hmm. I four days is a really good number to work with when there's a big test coming okay. up. So on Monday, I'll say, okay, I'm going to read chapter 1.1. 1. 1. I'm mm-hmm. going to solve all the questions for 1.1. 1. 1. I'm going to circle all the questions I don't know and then ask my teacher on Tuesday. Mm. So it's really, really specific and systematic. I love that. Yeah. That's actually really applicable to life. Because, right. <laughs> I mean, time management is something that I know a lot of people deal with. We've never really been taught this. Never. How funny that we go through school and not learning these simple tips that you could have told like a sixth grader, okay, you need four days to study in advance <laughs> and pl- put it in your calendar, you know? Yeah. And again, like time management also comes from your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, etc., then you're not going to plan ahead. So that's why it's really mm. important to go back to those thoughts. And it, Would you say that's the same thing as procrastination? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you procrastinate because you don't think you're good enough to Well, the reasons well, are going to be or... different, but the thought is definitely negative. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons they say procrastination happens is because you're afraid of doing it. Yes. Yeah. It's fear. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fear, very fear-based. And that mm-hmm. fear is a feeling, right? So it should come from some sort of a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for someone who's procrastinating, do you recommend that they try to figure out why they're afraid? Like, how do you get over that? Yeah, so I ask a lot of questions because I don't want to assume anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'll ask, okay, why do you think that you missed these types of questions? Mm-hmm. What's going on when you're taking the test? What's going on when you're walking into the classroom? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? What are your thoughts? And when I ask that, it's really powerful because they usually say, oh, I think that I'm not going to do well. Mm. I think that I'm not one of those kids who are smart. So Mm. it's okay for me to get a B. So they're justifying themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what we do. I just ask a lot of questions until we really get to the root of it all. And you try to like unwind their thoughts. Yeah. Another interesting um, student recently, she told me, I was like, okay, why are we getting these grades and et cetera. I'm not scolding them. I want to really help them out and find out with curiosity. And she said, I'm actually really scared and I get anxious because my friends always ask me what I get on my test. Mm, So, and I said, why does that matter? Why are you letting other people's opinion control how you're doing on your test? Mm -hmm. And after that session, she got an A on her next test. So it just really shows how powerful clearing that thought is. Yes, I love that. I think anyone out there listening can start to become more aware of your thoughts in a way, I guess, when you're at a roadblock or you find yourself procrastinating or resisting something, you can ask yourself, why do I feel that way? Right. What is it? Right. Yeah. Do you have tips on how to unravel? Because some people don't even realize when they have a block. Yeah. So for me, it was really hard to, honestly, it's really hard to be vulnerable with yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me, I think everyone is different, but I love writing. So I'll just do the fruit Castillo model. I'll put in the C, T, yeah. F, um, A, R, okay. <laughs> and then I'll write it down. So maybe it's a circumstance that's controlling my thoughts mm-hmm. and I'll say, okay, my friend said something that hurt my feelings or whatever, but that's not a circumstance, right? It's just that your friend said something to you. Mm-hmm. So I write, I change my thoughts. So I won't say, oh, how can she do this to me or whatever? But mm-hmm. I'll say something like, well, she said that because that's what she wanted to say. Like, 
that has nothing to do with me. So I always just let my students let it out mm -hmm. in either by talking or by writing it down. Because when yeah. you think it in your head, it's kind of confusing. Oh, yeah. It's like, what? Am I feeling this or am I thinking yeah, this? Yeah, you don't know until yeah. you write it down. So then writing it down it has been helpful. Uh -huh. Talking it out with another person yeah. was also, it's very also helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so now it's time for our rapid fire questions where I'm just gonna ask you questions and whatever comes off the top of your mind, tell me. Okay. So Julie, what does your dream life look like? My dream life looks like a typical day spent at a really cute cafe with like these pastel colors. Uh -huh. And I love reading self-help books. Yeah. And so just opening that book and taking a lot of notes and putting mm -hmm. stickers on them and just feeling really at peace with mm -hmm. myself and learning because I want to yeah. and learning because I have the flexibility to learn like that's really been my dream life yeah that I've been wanting these days oh yeah. I love that mm -hmm. yeah what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody there's too many <laughs> well you can give me like three or five I'm curious to know what are your favorite self-help books yeah, so right now I'm reading the book Essentialism by oh, yeah. Greg, mm -hmm. and that book has been really helpful, and I would really recommend it to like anyone who is either studying in college or in high school or even adult, because it really focuses on what you really need to focus on, mm -hmm. which again goes back to like, you know, what your gift really is. Mm -hmm. what, what are you really good at? What is your highest level of contribution? So that would be my favorite book right now. Okay, yeah, cool. And what is one habit or activity that has changed your life? In terms of habit, I always start off my day with the model that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So I always check in my thoughts in the morning and the feelings that I'm feeling mm -hmm. and how I'm going to act based on those thoughts and feelings. Because sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. You know, all these yeah. thoughts come back in the yeah. morning. So I have to reorient myself mm. and come back. Mm -hmm. And so I do that every morning before I start working with my students. Oh, nice. Yeah. What is the best life or career advice you've ever gotten? In terms of life advice, if you want something you really want, whatever your goal is, you have to pay the price. Mm, yeah. Interesting. You have it's to make some sacrifices. I wouldn't say sacrifices because... I like you know you should do it because you want to obviously mm -hmm. but it is not going to be easy yes people I think that's one of the things that I had dealt with in high school and in college I mm -hmm. would see successful people and think oh my gosh how can I be like that mm -hmm. but it's really not easy getting there it takes yes. a lot of small steps totally yeah lastly finish the sentence the most amazing part about life is the most amazing part about life <laughs> I never thought about this <laughs> <laughs> what's your reason for living is that I have the power to do whatever I want. I really do. If mm -hmm. I want to learn, I could learn. Yeah. I could create my reality mm -hmm. if I want to. Yeah. I have the power. I love that so much. Thank you so much, yeah. Julie. And I kind of want to keep the conversation going a little bit because just letting you guys know, I've known Julie in high school and the Julie you see today is completely different. Not completely, but you know <laughs> what I mean? You've changed a lot. You're so much more confident now. And I like that you said it's it's not that anyone is like not smart or some people are born smart. Like you really cultivate that with your mindset. And I see that with you. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs>
So I guess I'll just leave it at that. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Next, make sure you check out the 2019 Artist of Life workbook and the daily planner by Lavender on my website, lavender.com/shop. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavendaire, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.